Daniel chapter 2, I'm going to begin reading there in verse 14 in just a moment. We'll go from 14 down to verse 23. So, uh, one night old Nebi was stirred from his sleep from a terrible dream. And uh, let me tell you that the next day when he woke up, that he sure woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Talk about Mr. Grumpy Pants. When Nebuchadnezzar woke up, he was mad. He was mad enough to kill his closest advisors. So he had a bad night's sleep. In fact, all the wise men in the land would get it in the neck if they didn't start giving him some answers about his dream. And so Daniel and his friends, they were included. If you notice in verse 13, the decree went forth that the wise men should be slain. So this is a man who has a problem with a temper. And uh, it's even worse that he didn't get a good night's rest. And so in verse, also notice in verse, uh, oh, I think it's 20, what is it here? Verse 13 and then verse, oh, let's see here. Yeah, Daniels would be slain. And then notice verse 17. Uh, Daniel went to his house to pray. And he went to his house to pray because uh, this man, in verse 15, Arioch, the king's captain, the king was sending him to destroy these wise men. All right, so we'll look at it more as we get into it. And they put a warrant out for his arrest and for his execution, along with his friends, what happened? Um, Neb, I, I, I imagine he probably stayed up too late eating pizza and watching TV. He probably uh, called up DoorDash and Fox's Pizza Den and ordered a barbecue Hawaiian pizza, you know. And he had uh, stayed up late watching CNN, and then he got on a Netflix binge, you know, and finished off the night with some chewable tums. And was just in rough shape. And then he had a wild dream, you know, and got up from that thing. But seriously, the dream that he had came from God, came from the God of heaven. And as we know, it's about the times of the Gentiles. And that dream even concerns us in the times that we live in today. And so he was mad and he wanted answers and no one could tell him. But then the Lord was going to show him that Daniel could help him. He was the only one that could explain it. In verse 14, Daniel answered with counsel and wisdom to Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, which was gone forth to slay the wise men of Babylon. And he, Daniel, answered and said to Arioch, the king's captain, why is the decree so hasty from the king? Now, it wasn't because of pizza and CNN and Netflix. But then Arioch made the thing known to Daniel, then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time, that he would show the king the interpretation. So Daniel needed time to pray, and he knew that if he prayed, that the Lord would give him some answers. And so Daniel and his friends pray. He gets his friends together. Notice there uh, that it said that he went to the king and he said, just give me time. And then verse 17, went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, and his companions. So Daniel and his friends said, let's pray about this thing. I need to get as many people as I can in on this thing, praying together with me. And my point is this tonight. We should pray like this. We should pray like this. 
The things that are written aforetime, Paul said, the things written in the Old Testament were written for our learning and for our admonition. So we're supposed to read this. These are great examples of what a believer should be. We have all kinds of heroes in the Old Testament and things that we can learn from. Things that they did right, right? And a lot of things that they did wrong. We can learn from it. So we should be like this in our prayer meeting and and in the way that we respond to things. So I have three points tonight. First of all, Daniel, he buys some time to pray. That's what we looked at in verse 14. When Daniel heard about this, he said, what's the big deal? Why is the king so angry? Why is this matter so hasty? And so on. He's he's acting irrational. And and so Daniel goes into the king. He says, king, in verse 16, give me some time to pray. Give me some time and, and I'll show you the interpretation. So he was wise in securing some time to pray. You know what we learn throughout the pages of the Bible? That wise men and women pray. They seek God in prayer. We have examples of people in the Bible who did not stop to pray, who did not stop to seek wisdom from God and counsel and direction and got into trouble. So we learn all throughout the Bible that a wise man will do that. And Daniel certainly was a very wise person. It says that... uh, when he answered in verse 14, Arioch, this, uh, this hit man, this man who was sent to be his executioner, he's talking to the man who is supposed to take his life. And when he answers this man, he answers him, verse 14, with counsel and wisdom. Notice that the Holy Spirit brings to our attention the wise way in which Daniel spoke to his executioner. That other verse I was looking for is verse 24. Therefore Daniel went in unto Arioch, unto whom the king had ordained to destroy the wise men. So he's speaking to his executioner. And how did Daniel speak to this man? He did it, the Holy Spirit says, with counsel and with wisdom. Where did he get this wisdom from? Well, he got it from God. He got it from God. Um, You learn from the passage that he did. But uh, he praises the Lord later on that the Lord gave him wisdom in verse 23. If you notice that, he says, Lord, you've given me wisdom. You've given me might. And, And this wisdom comes from asking God for it. James in the New Testament, doesn't he say, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. When I first heard that, that verse, I said, I know somebody who lacks wisdom. That's me. I know me better than anybody else but the Lord, probably. And I know I lack wisdom. So I, I started claiming that verse and asking for wisdom on all kind of things. you know. And uh, Daniel was a wise man, and he knew how to answer this, this man who came with haste to kill him and all his friends. You know what he did? Daniel used a soft answer. When he spoke to Arioch in verse 14... The king of the captain's guard, he answered with counsel and wisdom, and he did it with a soft answer. Notice he says in verse 15, he answered and said to Arioch, the king's captain, why is the decree so hasty from the king? He answers with a question. That's a soft answer. Proverbs 15.1 says, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. You know how to deal with somebody who's angry with you? Uh, you, you? You lower your voice. 
and you lower the speed at which you talk, and you answer in a soft way. You can be soft and firm. Moms do this really well. You ever notice that? Moms, you know it. You got that voice. One day you just realize, I've got that voice. I've got that mom command voice. I can lower my voice. I can talk soft but firm, and, and everybody's listening, you know. It's, it's a soft answer. And when somebody is angry, and I don't know that I always do this the best, and neither do you, but it's something we work at. Someone's angry with you. Next time, try to lower your voice, speak softly, uh, slow down your words, and do this. Ask a question. Because uh, psychologists will say that questions stir the conscience, but accusations harden the will. There's wisdom in that. There's wisdom in the world. They have wisdom. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Brother Ray was saying that if things kind of get heated between two people and if there's uh, some friction there, then turn around, walk away from it till, pe- till you cool off, right? Till both people cool off. And they told us that in our training for, uh, for foster training. Remember that, honey? Uh, one lady was talking about how to deal with teenagers, especially when they're not your own children and, and you don't have that kind of place in their life, that when they start getting upset, you instruct them. And she even talked about you know, being, being quieting your voice, talking slower, and saying to them, I'm going to take a break from this. I want us both to take a break for about 20 minutes. Let's both go and cool down and think about this, and we'll come back and talk. Teach and then give him a snack. Food is always good. There you go. You have to do the same thing with the elderly. With the elderly. Sure. Don't argue with them. Yeah. Walk away. Cool back. Cool down and come back. Bring some food. Yeah. And, and, then, and then if you make accusations, well, that's just going to harden their will. Won't work. So, so Daniel, and the Bible gives us some wisdom here, he handled it with a question. So a question is a soft answer. And so don't lead with accusations. Don't, don't let that be the first thing that you hit them with. But have an inquiring mind, they say. And this inquiring mind, these questions, what it'll do is it'll prick the conscience. And I bet when Daniel said this to this man, why is it so hasty? It caused him to slow down and think about it. The man's thinking, I like Daniel. I don't want to kill him. And I bet it pricked his conscience. And uh, on the other hand, if we come with accusations, what happens? The wall goes up. They're not going to listen to you anyhow. The neck is going to stiffen. And they're just going to strengthen themselves in their, their argument. And put themselves in opposition against you. And does, uh, does it always work? No, but you can't go wrong in doing the things that the way that the Lord wants them to be done. Use a soft answer. Use questions. And, uh, and, and Paul says, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Moderation means to be gentle uh, with people. So this wisdom that Daniel had, <clears throat> it came from the Bible. You know what Daniel grew up with? He grew up with the wisdom literature. He had uh, Proverbs. He had Psalms. And some people, you know, they read a proverb a day. You ever known someone that does that, read a proverb a day? 
They might not read a whole chapter, although you could, because there's 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs, one for each day of the month. Some people just kind of scan that chapter for one that applies to them, and will just sit and meditate on that. That's a good thing to do. If you don't know anything else to do with your Bible, just open up to the day for the month and uh, read that proverb. You could do that. But number two, uh, if we're going to pray like Daniel and his friends, we should get together with our friends. We should, rather than just praying privately, we should pray publicly too in the public meeting. And so people that get together and pray together, they stay together. If you notice that verse 17, then Daniel went to his house and he made the thing known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Those are the Hebrew names given to these, these three, uh, Friends of Daniel, and I'm going to try to make it an emphasis in my ministry going forward to emphasize these guys' real names. Because we know everybody else in the Bible by their real name, but these guys had been given a pagan name to try to change them. And we always call them by their Babylonian pagan name, don't we? And I feel like someday we're going to get to heaven and meet these guys and not even know their names, you know? So we better know their names. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, and his companions. So he got together with them, and he said, guys, we got to pray. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm betting that Daniel did this because it was his habit to do this. He did this because this was Daniel. Whenever something serious came up, here he is. He's in a foreign land. He's, he's in old Babylon, and he's surrounded by people who do not believe in God and do not believe God's book, and um, they don't act like uh, godly people, and they don't have faith and all that. And so Daniel, whenever he was up against something, he had his his prayer team. He had his prayer group. He had his friends that he would get together with. I think this was a habit that he had. And I, I think that he probably did this regularly. Can you see where I'm getting with this? Because uh, I'm a preacher. Amen. And um, we should make this meeting, the Wednesday night meeting, a habit. Some people say, I don't want to stop going to church because I'll get out of the habit of going to church. That's a good habit to have. But I don't think you should just come to church because it's a habit. I think you should come to the church because it's commanded of us. So in obedience, we should do it. However, it should be your habit to say, on Wednesday night, I'm going to come. Now, I've got you here, you know. And, uh, and you're here so I can say that to you. But there's a lot of people who don't see it that way. They have habits, but this isn't one of them. And, and if it is for you, keep it that way. Keep it that way to come together and to seek the Lord in prayer. And so when, when they came together, look what happened. They gave prayer requests. Daniel told them how he wanted them to pray. In verse 18, then they, uh, that they would desire mercies of God. See that? Desire mercies of the God of heaven concerning this secret. Daniel needed to know what the king's dream was. Because the king didn't know what the dream was. And he didn't know the interpretation. And when he came to his wise men and the astrologers and the, and the, uh, the soothsayers and so on. He said, what was my dream? And they said, we don't know. <laughs> well, what, what did it mean? And, and they said, king, we do not know. No king has ever asked this of any wise man. How could you ask us this thing? How could we possibly know? And he said, if you don't tell me, I'm going to kill you. You know, and I'm going to kill all the wise men, you know, and just pushing his weight around and so on. Just totally unreasonable. 
But uh, Daniel said, I need to know what this dream is. And so he says, pray that God will show it to me. And um, that's one of the mercies that he wanted from the God of heaven. And then he said uh, that Daniel and his fellows should not perish. He's saying, pray that God would preserve our lives with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. He said, pray for all the wise men in Babylon. So there was some requests here because they were looking at a serious situation here. They're going to be executed. Um, And so they prayed. But you know this? I know that Daniel was a man of prayer because I read this book and it shows us that. He prayed three times a day, right? He didn't just use God as a spare tire. This wasn't just, boys, we're in trouble. We really better pray, you know. When all else fails, pray, right? That's what the world says. Uh, I was talking to the students on Tuesday at Marietta, and I was using that old illustration about the spare tire, you know. Don't use God like a spare tire. Use a spare tire when you're in an emergency, right? And you can't keep going, you broke down on the side of the road, so you get that spare tire out and you put it on the car and you put the busted one in the trunk and or in back in the in the bed of the truck and and you and you get going back down the road and then once you get your truck uh, tire fixed, you get that donut off there or that spare. You put that spare away and then you never think of it again until you're in trouble again in an emergency. And and the the, the idea is don't use God like a spare tire. Don't just think of Him when you're in trouble. We should have a habit of always praying like this. and Yeah, and now the spare tire is flat too. <laughs> Unless it is. Uh, yeah, amen. God might give you a flat spare tire. That would be a good sermon right there. You're in trouble then. This, these cars they come out with today, they don't even come with a spare tire. You seen that? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's 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 good to know. Well, so Daniel, he wasn't using the Lord like that. Um, now, I don't want to put anybody down, but you know, we all go through different levels of growth <clears throat> in our Christian life, and God sometimes will hit us something with it in our lives, and we'll get a hold of somebody that we know prays, and we'll say, "Will you pray for me?" Remember me in your prayers. And have you ever been the person who did that, but you're not a person who's part of a regular prayer group and have a regular prayer list going of yourself and keeping yourself on praying ground, you know, and you know the hindrances to prayer and you're making sure that there's nothing in your life that would hinder God's prayer and so on. You're a praying person yourself. I've been in that position where I, I wanted to talk to somebody that I knew could get a prayer through for me. Uh, but here's the thing is that <clears throat> we need to grow past that, you know, not use God like that, just in emergency situations, but be in the habit of getting together with our friends to pray. Uh, here's one more for you. Last of all, he praised God for answered prayer. Notice in verse 19, then was the secret revealed, praise God, and it came in a night vision. So Daniel was, <clears throat> was asleep and And uh, God came to him with the answer. And then uh, Daniel blessed the God of heaven. (laughs) Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So he blessed the God of heaven. How did he do it? Well, he he gave God credit and praised him for answering it and giving him thanks and so on. Verse 20, 
Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. So he's praying back to God. For wisdom and might are his, and he changeth the times and the seasons. He's giving God the glory. God's in control. He's still on the throne. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with him. I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of... I I just got to stop right there. Oh my, do we ever need to learn how to pray? When you read stuff like this, don't you feel that way, humbled by it? I do. Our prayers start, our prayers start something like this. Oh, Lord, help me. I'm just feeling so down, Lord, and I'm not feeling well, and I just need some help here, and I'm going to the doctor, and I'm scared, and Lord, and me, 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 me. And you know what's missing in our prayers? Praise. Adoration. That's what the Lord wants. You know what he wants from us? It pleases the Lord to be glorified. And to be praised and to be thanked. That pleases him. Music pleases him. Our singing pleases him. That's why we do it. And, and God is seeking worshipers to worship him in spirit and truth. And he longs to hear from us and hear our praises, our adoration. And our prayers should start with that. But I'll be the first to admit that I fall short in that. Uh, because you really got to spend a lot of time thinking about the Lord. Thinking about who he is thinking about what he has done, to be able to just open up in your prayer and just start praising the Lord and letting the praises flow and the thanksgiving. You listen to people when they pray. You listen to them when they pray. Listen to TV preachers when they pray and see how many of them begin their prayers with adoration. That's adoring the Lord. Begin their prayers with praises and thanksgiving. See how many do it and you'll see what I'm talking about. We fall short in this matter of praising the Lord, and, and all of us do. But, uh, you know, that's why on Sunday mornings that we try to have that time of praise and thanksgiving. That's what that's all about, Sunday mornings. Getting together and say, I want to praise the Lord for the way he's been working in my life this week and what he's done for me, and letting those things just flow spontaneously. That's for the Lord. That's for him. And so he says, O oh, Lord God of my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might and has made known unto me now what uh, we desired of thee. For thou hast not made known unto us the king's matter. Excuse me. Has now made known unto us the king's matter. He praised God for answered prayer. God came through. And Daniel was not forgetful. To, to go back after having prayed. Having received the answer. Receiving the mercy that he desired. And the help that he wanted, Daniel made sure that he turned around and said, Thank you, Lord. Thank you. How many times do we pray, God sends the answer, and we forget having ever really prayed about it? Uh, And we forget to come back and to give him thanks. Many times we do this. And so what he did was, with the prayer request being answered, he takes time to praise God. That should be a part of our prayer meetings. Do you see what I mean by our prayer meetings falling short and how we want it to be more? I'm not saying this tonight to beat anyone down or make anyone feel bad. I'm saying this tonight to say we need to rise to the challenge of, of making, and I don't know how exactly to do it. I think, I think kind of in a way, 
uh, one, one good thing to do would be to have a prayer book or a prayer journal. Uh, they practice this down in Pensacola on uh, Wednesday nights when we met together. Prayer requests would be given from the audience. There'd be singing, uh, quoting scriptures to, to get your requests sung. And then there would be requests given. And when the requests were given, people would write them down, some of them, in their prayer books, their prayer journals. And they would write it down. They'd write down the date that they were given that request. And then there was a section there for saved or lost. Is this person saved or lost? Because if they're not saved, we need to pray for their salvation. And, and then it would be written down with a date. And the idea was that later on you could go back and you could write in there when the answer came. So that, therefore, you had a record, you were keeping track, and when the answer came, you could praise the Lord for the answered prayer. So that he gets what he desires here, and that we don't forget to, to give thanks to the Lord. I think that would be one way to do it. And another way I think would be helpful was, like, when, when the men were getting together to pray before the revival service in this little room over here. Uh, I, I really enjoyed that. And all the men that took part in it did too. I, I think we ought to do it more. And I think, I think maybe um, coming together, when you come together for just a prayer meeting, taking some requests and then separating and letting men and women pray separately. I think that's another good practice with prayer. And if it doesn't happen on a midweek prayer meeting, I think there should be a separate women's prayer meeting. Someone should head that up because there's just things that women will talk to each other about that they will not talk about in a meeting like this. And when you're just sitting together in a room and that's what you've met there for, you've met there for prayer, the whole thing is just spontaneous. Well, men, we've met to pray and, and uh, here's some of the requests that we've, that we've had. And if there's anything that you want to bring up to the group now, you can do that. And then it's just a spontaneous thing, letting men talk, letting them... Uh, uh, give requests that they might not give in an open group like this, and then just saying, well, let's go to prayer, and then just letting men spontaneously pray, not just one man leading, but two or three of them, or all of them if they want to. We did that in there. Man, it was a blessed time. It was really nice. But then I think stopping at the end, once the prayer is over, then saying, now, do we have anything that we want to praise the Lord or thank the Lord for? And at that time, going around the room and just letting letting people talk about how they want to be thankful and praise the Lord or how he's answered prayers before that would encourage us. And I don't know exactly how to conduct this, but I think we ought to try for something like that. So my way of doing it so far has been in the Sunday morning service to give the praises and the thanksgiving at that time. So that now you know what that's for. Come ready on Sunday mornings to, uh, to do that. And, and that's a part of our worship. So that's something we can think about and something that we can do uh, in the future. But, you know, when your family uh, has been praying together and experiences a definite answer to prayer, or when this, this group here experiences a definite answer to prayer, what we should do is we should have a special gathering with your family, with your prayer group, with your husband, with your wife, have a special gathering, and then get together to just praise God together, to give thanks, to have spontaneous testimonies and times of thanksgiving, and bless the God of heaven. That's what Daniel did. He says, O thou God of my fathers, in verse 23, and what he did, he just blessed the God of heaven. In verse 20, he says, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. All right.
in order to do that, you know, I think it's something that you have to make a real effort to do. But you see the example here. You know, Daniel, he was faced with something where he knew he needed God's help, so he made time to pray. And that's what I'm saying. This is what we're doing tonight. We're making time to pray. There's trouble all around us in this world, isn't there? We need God's help. We're faced with serious situations uh, governmentally, um, in our country, uh, locally, needs. Um, you, you think of the crisis of veterans taking their lives. You think of uh, uh, you know, all kinds of things, just locally, health, health crisis in, in our own congregation, and, and making time to pray, and then getting together with friends. The prayer meeting is a together thing in the Bible. Jesus said, when you pray, and remember he said, ye, which is the plural, second person pronoun, which means all y'all. <laughs> That's how a northerner says that. A southerner doesn't say it like that. But all y'all, Jesus said ye, he said you, you 12. When you pray, say our father. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm alone, I don't say our father. I say my father, right? He was talking about, I want you to pray together. Pray our father. And so it's a, it's a getting together with people to pray. People that pray together stay together. And then lastly, <clears throat> don't forget to have a time. He had a time when the answer came to get together for, well, he, he was by himself, but a special time of praise and thanksgiving. Now, you know if we do this, that the Lord will say, now there's a biblical church. There's a biblical prayer meeting. Any thoughts on that before we close tonight? I hope that encourages you. And, and I think this, if God sees that we're serious, that we're looking for real answers to prayer and we're writing it down and we're watching, saying, Lord, I'm looking for that answer. I'm still praying that, that I think he'll be pleased to answer those prayers in wonderful ways. And then we'll be sure to give him all the thanks and all the glory for it. Amen. Any, any thoughts on that before we close? All right. Lord, we thank you for this time together. I pray, Lord, that as your people here, that we could just have a simple prayer meeting, uh, but a prayer a meeting of faith and trust in you. And we do bless you as the God of heaven, uh, mighty to save, a prayer answering God, a wonderful, loving God. Lord, you're described as being a, a loving and a kind God and holy. And, uh, and Lord, um, that you, you are just waiting to hear our prayers and to answer our prayers and to give us good things. You're, you're a good heavenly father. Uh, you will give us good things if we ask. Lord, I know that Jesus said that you have not because you ask not, uh, or, you, or you have not because you ask it upon your lusts to consume it, Lord. So I pray that you'd help us. Lord, uh, Jesus said that um, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and you'll have it. And Lord, uh, help us to abide in you, to be obedient to your words, to, to love you and show you that we love you by being obedient. And Lord, um, I pray that you'd bless it and take this prayer meeting to a new height. And, uh, and, and Lord, uh, help, help these that we've mentioned tonight. And I pray for tender mercies upon them as they wake up tomorrow morning and face their trials and face their day. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, it's been good to be with you all tonight.